I came across this uh, commencement address Elon Musk gave in back in 2012. Uh, randomly, it was actually suggested to me on YouTube, and I thought uh, it was, he, was, he had a lot of interesting things to say. So I just want to run over a couple of the notes that I took while I was listening to it. So the first thing um, that he says, which I think is really important because he's speaking to, you know, a bunch of young people just graduating college. And, you know, Elon now is one of the most successful and famous entrepreneurs uh, like in the world. And yet, you know, he struggled to find out like what he really wanted to do with his life, which I think is very, it's, I think almost everybody, I think this is probably a universal uh, problem that humans run into. So he says, when I was young, I, I really didn't know what I was going to do when I got older. People kept, a- people kept asking me, but then eventually I thought the idea of inventing things would be really cool. And the reason I thought that was because I read a quote from Arthur C. Clarke, which said that a sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And that is really true. So um, if you saw on the subject line, he titled this, uh, this address, The Magicians of the 21st Century. He'll elaborate more on that in a minute. Um, so he says, if you go back, say, 300 years, the things we take for granted today, uh, you'd be burned at the stake for. Being able to fly, that's crazy. Being able to see over long distances, being able to communicate, having access to all the world's information instantly from almost anywhere on the earth. This stuff that really that this is stuff that really would be magic, that would be considered uh, magic in times past. I, th- I think that's a really helpful perspective to not only focus on, like your individual experience as a human, but how does that compare to g- uh, generations of humans throughout history? And you really, uh, if you look at it through that, we ha- um, through that view, like lens or viewpoint, we really do have a lot to be thankful for. Um, he says, so I thought, well, if I could do some of those things, basically, basically, if I can advance technology, then that is like magic and that would be really cool. Uh, so he says, in 1995, the internet started to happen. And I thought, well, I could either pursue this technology at the time he was trying to improve. He had this idea of trying to improve the energy de- density of electric vehicles. Um, so he says, I could either pursue this technology where success may or uh, may not be one of the possible outcomes, or I could participate in the internet and be part of, uh, be part of that. So I decided to drop out. And that's when he started his first company, Zip2. Then he talks about the very beginning of PayPal. The initial thought with PayPal was to create a conglomeration of financial services. So if you have one place, so you'd have one place where all your financial services needs could be seamlessly integrated and work and would work smoothly. And then we had a little feature, which was uh, you could email payments. Whenever we'd show the system off to someone, we'd show the hard part, which is the conglomeration of financial services, which is quite difficult to put together. Nobody was interested then we showed people email payments, which was quite easy, and everybody was interested. And then this is the, he's telling us the lesson he learned from this. So I think it's important to take feedback from your environment. You want to be as closed loop as possible. We focused on email payments and tried to make that work, and that's what really got things to take off. But if we hadn't responded to what people said, then we probably would not have been successful. So it's important to look for things like that and focus on them when you see them. And then you correct your prior assumptions. So that's what he means by like this tight feedback loop. Um, and then you know, he's going to talk a little bit about uh, when he started SpaceX. I thought this was a really interesting idea or thought. Uh, when I started SpaceX, initially I thought that, well, there's no way one could start a rocket company. I wasn't that crazy. But then I thought, well, what is a way to increase NASA's budget? That was actually my initial goal. I thought, well, if you could do a low-cost mission to Mars, he called it the Oasis, uh, which could, would land seeds with a, in a dehydrated nutrient gel, then hydrate them upon landing, you'd have this great photo of green plants and a red background. The public tends to respond to precedents and superlatives. 
So he'd be the first living form on Mars. That's what he means by precedence. And this would be the, well, I'm just running over my own point here. And this would be the first life on Mars and the furthest life had ever traveled as far as we know. Um, so he obviously came to the realization that that's not going to work. He needs to start his own rocket company. And this is, again, like, uh, this is very common when I read these books on founders. Like, ev almost every single one of them has, has people told them, no, 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 your idea is not going to work. Like, don't do it. Like, you know, just, just, just be normal. Don't do this. And Elon's no different. He says, starting SpaceX was against the advice of pretty much everyone I talked to. One friend made me watch a bunch of videos of rockets blowing up. Let me tell you, he wasn't far wrong. I, it was tough going uh, there in the beginning because I'd never built anything physical. I mean, I built like a model rocket as a kid, that kind of thing, but I never had a company that built anything physical. So I had to figure out how to do all these things and bring together the right team of people. It's worth noting that the earth, oh, and I just wanted, I wrote this, I took note of this section because as soon as I heard him say this, I paused and I was like, how many, and then I thought of like when I was going to talk to you about it, I was like, how many people do you talk to in daily conversation would have a thought like this? <laughs> this guy's mind's really interesting to me. It's worth noting that Earth has been around for 4 billion years, but civilization in terms of having writing has been about 10,000 years, and that's being generous. So it's really somewhat of a tenuous existence that civilization and consciousness has been on Earth. So that's why his, one of his goals is to try to make, um, at least do as much as he can to make uh, humans a multiplanetary species, so you kind of have like a backup, so to, so to speak, to human consciousness in, case, in the event that anything happens to Earth and our species is wiped out. And then this is the last thing I'll close on. I think the most important part about anybody that wants to do something, especially today when we have access to so many unique tools and we can have an impact on so many people's lives. And he says, I think the overreaching point I want to make is you guys are the magicians of the 21st century. Don't let anything hold you back. Imagination is the limit. Go out there and create some magic. <laughs>